Hi, this is Jim Brangenberg, the host of the I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast, where we discuss our workplace as our mission field. The live version of our show can be heard each weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on AM 570 and 910 WTBN, locally in the Tampa Bay area, and worldwide on the web at letstalkfaith.com or iHeartRadio. Our website, iWorkForHim.com, has great resources on how you can learn about how your workplace can be your mission field. And also check out the sponsors that bring you the radio show each and every day. And while you're there on I Work For Him, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. That's IWorkForHim.com. I Work, the number four, Him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. You know, a lot of you are saying, hey, you know, Jim, I've been listening to I work for him now for three and a half years, and I'm really thinking about getting some more school training on how to connect my faith and my work. In fact, I'm thinking about some seminary level training so I could get some deeper Bible knowledge, but how do I find a seminary that understands I work for him? How do I find a seminary that understands not just teach me how to be in ministry, but teaches me that my work matters to God no matter what I do? How do I find that seminary? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I am always searching the globe, specifically mostly from sea to shining sea, for ministries, for universities, for businesses, people who understand what we're doing on I Work For Him and what we're talking about on I Work For Him. And honestly, I was shocked. I grew up in Minneapolis and St. Paul. I lived there till I was in my late 30s. And Bethel College and Bethel Seminary, I actually was enrolled in Bethel Seminary to get my seminary degree at one point in time. That's part of my testimony, but not for today. And they didn't, at that point in time, they didn't understand what we're talking about and I work for him, but now they do. We're going to find out today how Bethel Seminary has a faith and work program called Work With Purpose and how you can get a degree online or on location, in case you like the Tundra, these guys, we're, we're, we're going to talk with a couple of different people today. We're talking with Tessa Pinkstaff, and we're talking with Justin Irving. In fact, we're going to invite him onto the show right now. Tessa and Justin, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you. Thanks, Jim. Great to be here. Great to have you guys. Sorry, sorry Tessa, about the phone number mix-up. I, I always try to do that to my guests just to try to get them really uptight right before they go <laughs> on the air. So I, I apologize that to everybody nationwide. I gave Tessa the wrong number to call into today. Oh. So. I, I I didn't do that on purpose, really. I didn't. But, you know, I just want to apologize, though. Okay, so Tessa and Justin really want to hear from you guys today on how Bethel Seminary is really leading the pack with understanding what we talk about every day on our work for him, which is just the fact that our workplace, it's our mission field. No matter what we do, you and me, we may be the only Jesus our coworkers and employees may ever meet. And it, it really appears with the Work With Purpose movement initiative that you've got going on at Bethel Seminary that you guys really understand this. So before we get into that, though, let's just do what I do with every guest. Let's find out what God is doing in your lives right now. Tessa, ladies first, how did God surprise you in 2016? Well, God has surprised me all year and keeps surprising me with how much He cares about the little things in my life. 
I, for a long time, thought of my life as different compartments where God cares about certain things, but he doesn't care about everything because, well, he's busy, and, and why would he? And he's been gently nudging me to bring all things to him. And that's why this conversation about faith and work is so important. But I'm real, I'm living this out personally because I am finding that when I am faithful and I bring to him the little things, whether it's at work or at home, he he delightfully surprises me with how he takes care of things for me, um, a, a new idea, a resolution to something. And it's not always big things, it's small things, but it's it's a beautiful step in my relationship with him. Justin, in 30 seconds or less, how did God surprise you in 2016? Yeah, you know, I'd say two things. Uh, one is just I enjoy every every bit of time I get with my family. We've got uh, five kids, my wife Tasha and I do, and so just just watching them grow up and learn new things all the time. We have a, from a junior in high school all the way down to a kindergartner, five kids, and just a, a joy that they are. And, you <laughs> every know, in the moment of, is a it, surprise, I'm sure. So, Justin, you were saying uh, you and your bride have an incredible pack of five children, and, of course, in the range of ages that you said, you're getting surprised all the time, but I had to interrupt you. So talk about how the Lord took those five kids and your incredible bride and surprised you this year. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's just it's just such fun to enjoy each uh, each other's lives and see how God has made each one unique and celebrating uh, what 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 he's up to in each of their lives. And you know, at times then uh, there are challenges that come our way. We've had some extended family that faced health challenges and uh, some cancer that has hit the family, but God has been sustaining us in the midst of those difficult uh, news reports that we get. So, uh, we're thankful for his faithfulness in the midst of it all. And that is so nice. Just that's I mean, what Tessa said, what you said, Justin, it's incredible how the Lord does care about those intimate details of our lives. He really wants to get involved. We just need to invite him in. So, Justin, at your role at Bethel Seminary, really quickly, what is that role? Yeah, so I, uh, I'm i a professor. I teach in the area of ministry leadership, training up uh People who are going to serve as pastors and uh, engaging in other forms of ministry, helping to prepare them and thinking about uh, that role uh, with uh, biblical insights and what they can learn from others who've gone before us in that way. And then I'm also privileged to be able to lead our Doctor of Ministry program and the Work with Purpose initiative here at the seminary. So, Tessa, what is your role at Bethel Seminary? So I work exclusively with the Work With Purpose Initiative, and I am the manager, so I do the behind-the-scenes details of our programs, and then I also help ensure that we are delivering on what we promised. Okay. Well, I can't wait to hear what you promised, so we're going to keep that. I'm going to write that down. We'll hit it later. Justin, seminary isn't what it used to be. What I mean is that people go to seminary today for lots of reasons, more than just becoming a pastor or a missionary. That's correct, right? Absolutely. So when did this trend change, and why are a wide variety of people coming to Bethel Seminary today? Well, you know, when I went to seminary in the 90s, uh, it was uh, in a different model. People would come usually for a residential-type program, uh, learn the skills and theological resources, biblical resources they needed to then head out into ministry, typically in the church context. 
And increasingly, we're finding this shift that's been taking place over the last 15-plus years of people who um, either are wanting to stay in the context of their ministry, not move to a campus like Bethel's campus, but study in the, in the environment where they are and uh, attend campus uh, for intensive courses, those types of things, or study online. And so we're trying to equip ourselves to serve people that don't want to move. They want to stay planted in their current ministry situations. And the other thing that has shifted is people sometimes are not looking to shift to a formal church ministry. They're wanting to do ministry right where they're at, in their marketplace roles or their education roles, where they're working. And yet they're still wanting to dig deeper biblically and theologically. And so we're trying to equip ourselves to train not only pastors, but people who view themselves as ministers in a variety of work environments. But Bethel's kind of leading the pack in this. I mean, I know that Fuller Seminary, we've had somebody on from Fuller Seminary, they kind of understand some of the same things that we're talking about here. But you guys are leading the pack in an understanding of vocation and the significance in the body of Christ. Because there's a lot of, a lot of churches today struggling with this, a lot of universities struggling with this message. How did Bethel get to be the leader in a movement of training students to work with purpose? Well, you know, I, I don't want to oversimplify it, but I think as people engage with this concept in light of what the Scriptures have to say, in light of what biblical reflection has to offer, in light of what theological reflection has to offer, pretty soon you realize this is not a, a secondary part of the Christian faith. It's not just about trying to sort of awkwardly fit together our faith and work wherever they can fit. It's really about whole life discipleship. And we want to prepare people to live as disciples wherever God has de- deployed them. And so, you know, I would say one of the foundational truths is just as as uh, seminary administrators and professors and people who are connected to seminaries begin to get a hold of this vision of whole life discipleship, we're being influenced this way because it's a biblical way to look at life. But And I love that. It is a biblical way to look at life, yet there were a lot of years in between the Reformation and right now where people, like, they, they missed it. And so there's a lot of yeah. people like me that are in business who really were the ministers in my marketplace, and yet I, I, nobody, nobody wanted to train me that way. So yeah. that's gotta, it's gotta be, that's a major paradigm shift. How fun has that paradigm shift been for you really quickly? Well, it's been energizing, uh, because we don't want to leave uh, half of the body of Christ feeling like they're in a second-class status as Christ followers. So we want to deploy all God's people, and so it's been a joy to try to partner in that way as we're resourcing not just part of the church, but uh, the whole church to be the people of God. We're talking today with Tessa Pinkstaff and Justin Irving from Bethel Seminary. Their Work With Purpose initiative They're a seminary that gets what we talk about and I work for him every day. I promise to take a deep breath. We got into the show, just we're running. I don't know. I felt like I was running behind the whole time. So I apologize. I'll slow down. Sometimes I just get running a little fast. I really want to dig deep into the Work With Purpose initiative. Tessa, you focus on this. You're the manager of the Work With Purpose initiative at Bethel Seminary. What is the mission? What is the promise that you deliver? Uh, what is that promise on that initiative? What do you, why are you pushing it forward? What are you doing? What are you trying to do here? Well, 
Our mission for the Work With Purpose initiative is to help current pastors, so those that are currently serving in churches, and then also future, future pastors, so those are the people that are in seminary now, but eventually they're going to have pulpits of their own. We want to help them understand that all work is ministry. And the reason that we target those two groups is uh, because those groups will in turn preach that message to their congregations. So in a sense, we want to equip the equippers. And we know that People spend a lot of time at work. We spend uh, almost the vast majority of our lives engaged in work, and that time matters to God. And the themes of faith and work and economics, uh, those are not additive to the gospel. They're really essential and, and a, a deep part of the gospel, and they're what, they're what help people flourish and become the type of people that God wants them to be. So, so how are we driving it forward? Well, we're, we're doing programming that targets both of those groups. And when I say that we, we promise... Um, we are generously funded by the Kern Family Foundation. So we mm, develop programming awesome. for, yeah, isn't that, they're amazing. Without them, um, this program would not have been launched at Bethel Seminary. And uh, we develop programming for both of the groups, and uh, this is anything from intimate pastors' gatherings every month to bringing in big national names like Andy Crouch, who's the editor of Christianity Today, or Tom Nelson, who wrote Work Matters. Uh, and then we do things right at the seminary where we bring people in or we have um, – my personal favorite program is a reading group that we have with uh, a small group of students that runs the whole semester, and they get a chance to read four books that are on the faith work integration topic and economics, too. And then they have a chance to just delve deeply into that and discuss it over the course of the whole semester. And the people that are the biggest advocates for what we do here at the seminary and then out in the community are generally come out of that program. So it's a great way to see the fruit of that. And how well, Justin, are you guys succeeding in reaching out to past graduates of Bethel Seminary? How well are you guys succeeding in grabbing them and saying, hey, we missed something in your training. This is something we're re-rediscovering. It's only, almost like a re-reformation. How, how well is that being received? Because you kind of missed something. Yeah, you know, it, uh, initially, I think there, there, there can be some hesitancy of people asking, well, why are we spending all this time talking about work? Uh, but it doesn't take long to expose them to the reality uh, that surrounds us. And so we talk about the fact that most people work around 100,000 hours in their lives. Well, that's a majority of our waking hours. And so as we begin to talk to people who are already graduating out, serving in uh, various pastoral roles, that we need to connect the gospel, and we need to connect the message of discipleship, not just that what happens on Sunday morning, but on Monday morning, into this 100,000-hour investment that people are making in their lives. And so part of it is getting down to pastoral practice. How do, we, how do we highlight the stories of what people are dealing with in their workplace context? Uh, and how are we helping to to bring not only Sunday into Monday, but the, the opposite of that, bringing the stories from Monday through Saturday back into the Sunday experience and allowing people to understand how their faith connects. So we, it doesn't take long for pastors to get the importance, but we're just trying to be a catalyst to remind people of that. And so these various conferences and pastoral gatherings that we offer in the Twin Cities and beyond serves as a, as a venue for reintroducing people to the conversation that they maybe missed in seminary in years gone by. I love what you just said about the fact that you want to bring what's happening Monday through Saturday back in on Sunday. There was a guy that I just interviewed a couple of weeks ago from Bakke Graduate University out there in Seattle, that Seattle area, and he wrote a book yep. called uh, Curing Sunday Spectatoritis. 
which again speaks to this, okay, pastors, how do we get the rest of the body of Christ back involved on Sunday services? Because it, it, it ended, up, ended up being lots of big churches with entertainment on the stage instead of the body of Christ moving and thriving and, and, and really impacting community because of such power that we have. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, you, you see some resistance at first, but you've actually succeeded in grabbing some past graduates from the last couple of decades and saying, hey, here's some things we really think you need to hear. Come back and hear these people speak. Come back and let us introduce you to this topic. Talk to me how that works. Well, we, uh, we have a good foundation here at the seminary uh, to have these conversations. We, we do what we call a three-centers approach to education. So we certainly have a focus on biblical and theological foundations. That's, that's, that's the core that's really been a part of the seminary experience for years. But we've been layering onto that discussions as well about our own personal spiritual formation and also ministry leadership effectiveness. So this, this, these three, this three-legged stool of the seminary education process lends itself well to having conversations that are not esoteric, but really on the ground, how do people live out their faith, and what does this good, rich Bible theology look like when it hits the ground? And so that naturally lends itself to conversations about faith and work. Part of the, part of the issue that we talk to students and pastors about is the need to... Need to find purpose in our lives, not just in the, 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 the things that we kind of view as uh, sacred dimensions of life, right? People might view the work of a pastor or a missionary as, well, that's sacred work, but we have this other category we, we imply then as secular work. But rather, to see that people don't need to just look to the parts of their life that are volunteering at church or in other ways, but seeing that, no, God wants you to find purpose in the heartbeat of what you're doing on a day-to-day basis. That's how he's wired us. And as we begin to infuse people with that understanding, then we begin to break down this sacred-secular divide that has uh, just been a part of uh, the church for so long. And it's time to it's time to remove that. You know, we look to Colossians three, right? The emphasis of whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart. There's not some categories that we are to leave outside of our faith. No, we bring it all into the core of living for Christ. All right. So you're a Bethel graduate from 20 years ago, correct? Yep. Okay. So you 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 were schooled under the old way. You're now a professor, and you're in charge of this uh, work with purpose initiative. How has it transformed? Do you get a, are, are you also a pastor in a pulpit? I mean, you're a professor, which means you're a pastor in a pulpit in, in the school. Do you also uh, volunteer in a church or work in a church as well? Yeah, I certainly volunteer as well. I, I was a pastor in a church for a time now, of course, vocationally. I'm focused here at the seminary primarily. But members at church and uh, involved and engaged with teaching as well. So how has this transformed your view of all those people who aren't seminary graduates yet go to ministry work, go to mission work every day, Monday through Friday? Yeah. I think part of it is how do we change our pastoral practice? So, for instance, uh, people who are engaged in that regular rhythm of teaching in the life of the church are preparing for a sermon uh, most Sundays or uh, some kind of Sunday school class or community group. Well, 
one tactic uh, that uh, one of our professors here, an Old Testament professor, Paul Ferris, does, is as he is uh, midway through his preparation process for that teaching, he oftentimes will then go out and take uh, meet with one person in his congregation at their workplace and say, "Here's some of what we're preparing for Sunday. How does this how does this land with your work experience, and how can I, it inform the way we're going to talk about this topic on a Sunday morning?" Oh, so it goodness. begins to change the way pastoral practice is happening as then the pastor is able to infuse uh, congregants with good theology, but congregants are, are also influencing the pastor to make sure that what they're teaching is connecting with their real lives and work. Imagine if every pastor in the United States of America would do what you just described, go and meet with one person in their congregation every week to say, here's what I'm going to talk about on Sunday. How does this apply to what you're doing, and how can I make it more applicable, more meaty so that you can chew on this all week long next week. That's phenomenal. So Tessa, you're getting your master's degree right now. Is that correct? I'm working on an MDiv, yes. Okay. All right. So, but you got your first degree at Northwestern College, which is now Northwestern University, correct? Yes, that's right. Okay. So you, you switched over to Bethel, going to seminary. I know Northwestern doesn't have a seminary. How has what you're learning in the master's degree and being involved with the Work with Purpose initiative at Bethel Seminary, which, by the way, people, you can find out more about Bethel Seminary online at seminary.bethel.edu, seminary.bethel.edu. Tessa, how is it shifting your paradigm towards your work right there at Bethel, but also towards your friends and neighbors and coworkers and church members? I mean, how they look at their work. How is it shifting your, the paradigm all around you? Well, it's, it's, it's a really interesting question, and uh, I, I should preface this by saying that before I started working on my MDiv at Bethel, I had been in the events industry for over a decade, and I actually left that work to start my studies because I didn't see how the work that I was currently doing could contribute to God's kingdom. I mm. never made that connection, and so I started my, my studies here at Bethel, and then as I, now that I'm working for Work With Purpose, I'm realizing that the work that I'm doing, because of course I'm back in the events industry now because that's part of what we're doing with our programming, I'm realizing that the work that I do right now has, has kingdom benefits, and, and God is using the work that I'm doing, even though it's not, it's not officially ministry. He's using that for his kingdom. And it's challenging me a little bit uh, because that connection is now so strong for me. I'm, I, I question a little bit now if, because this is the area where I'm gifted, if God's path is this path, and I, that I don't necessarily need to serve him in full-time ministry. So it's something that, that wait, I'm wait, 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 wait. You're, wait, wait. You're the manager of the Work With Purpose initiative? You <laughs> yes, are yes. in full-time ministry. Well, that's Th- right. That's, Amen. That's Amen. You just, Amen. You, we all are in full-time ministry. We are all called to be full-time ministry. I just want to help you with that. There's no sacred-secular divide, and we you, there is no specific call. There is a call to the pulpit, just like there's a call to be an entrepreneur, just like there's a call to be a ditch yeah. digger. Or a snowplow well, driver, in your case, where you guys had a little snow over the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you're, you're absolutely right. Everybody has a call, and it's just a question of what is that call and what does it look like? I think for me, I'm realizing that my call might look different than I had previously imagined. So I'm starting to intentionally integrate my faith with the work that I'm doing every day. And that, you know, it's not just, I'm going to put together this event. It's, I'm going to put together this event. I'm going to pray over this event. I'm going to pray with people at this event. I'm going to think about how can God be glorified through this event. It's, it's an integration that I haven't experienced before, and I actually owe that to work with purpose. 
I think it'll be amazing. You take your MDiv, go back into event planning in an amazing place like Minneapolis and St. Paul, and you could transform entertainment in the Twin Cities. We're talking today with Justin Irving and Tessa Pinkstaff from Bethel Seminary. You can find out more about them online at seminary.bethel.edu. You know, as we talk today about Bethel Seminary's Work With Purpose initiative, and again, people can find out more about you guys online at seminary.bethel.edu. Tessa, you've got a special guest for us today to kind of speak personally about the Work With Purpose initiative, somebody who got a master's degree, an MBA degree at Bethel, that is uh, prepared to speak about that impact on his life, correct? Yes, yes we do. Well, why don't you introduce our guest? Oh, thanks. Well, John Bankowski is a, uh, he is a recent MBA graduate from Bethel, and uh, he actually got his, he got his uh, degree from the graduate program, and then uh, he he's connected with us because he spoke at commencement in uh, pa- this past spring, and he spoke on faith and work integration, and uh, he did just a fantastic job. And he's a good friend of ours, and uh, somebody who really understands what is uh, going on in the workplace, and then also uh, the faith work integration in the workplace because uh, that's what he lives out every day. John Bonkowski, welcome to I Work for Him. Thank you very much. So glad to have you on the air. So, you, as I understand, you're a, you've been working with Mortensen Construction now for twelve years. That's right, going on and, thirteen. And in the middle of that, you went back and got your MBA degree from Bethel. I did. Okay, so talk to me about this. You know, how did your MBA degree apply to what you're doing on the daily? on a daily basis in the workplace. How did what you learn at Bethel impact what you're doing at, I want to say M.A. Mortensen, but I know it's just Mortensen Construction now, but I've got it in my head. Sorry. I grew up up there, so I, I, all of a sudden i got to stop saying that, but in my head. How did it, what you learned at Bethel, how did that change how you worked at Mortensen Construction? Yeah, well, Bethel's MBA program really, it hones in on good business acumen. So that's the foundation, but there's three areas it focuses on. So leadership, faith, and ethics. Uh, And when I was looking at MBA programs nationwide, Bethel was really unique in that kind of trifecta, those three areas. And so the foundation of the MBA program is really kind of a self-awareness and understanding of my strengths individually as who who I am as a leader and who God has created me to be. So with that understanding, it launched my confidence to fully pursue my leadership role within Mortensen that I already had, but kind of living into it a little bit more naturally. And my role as design phase manager within the company, a project manager, gives me a, a position of influence with frontline employees of the customers that we work with, all the way up to C-suite executives, CEOs, COOs, CFOs. Um, and, the, and the MBA gave me the business knowledge and confidence to speak the language of my audience and craft the message in a way that they could understand it. And really, it all comes down to effective communication and decision-making. How powerful was it, though, to learn that your work was important to God, that, that what you do on a daily basis mattered to God, that you didn't have to be a full-time pastor or missionary to make a difference, that your workplace at Mortensen Construction was a mission field? How impactful was that to you? Yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, we don't have enough time here to go into my testimony, but, but part of my story is really searching out uh, where God would have me and how he could best use the talents that he gave to me. 
And, uh, you know, through Bethel and through my time at Mortensen, really, um, you know, integrating the faith and the work component, I, you know, the, the term work-life balance is used, and I really don't like that term because I, I don't <laughs> think it makes sense. I, I don't I like think it's possible either, but yeah. Yeah, and I like to use the word integration, so I, I use work-life-faith integration. Um, and so my time at Bethel really helped reinforce that message. So you gave, as I understand it, Tessa told me that you gave a speech at the spring commencement this last year at, at Bethel. What did you talk about? I did. So 100,000 hours. And I know Justin mentioned that number a few minutes ago on the show. Yeah, he did. Yes, he did. And so the average American spends 100,000 hours working in his or her lifetime. That's a lot of hours <laughs> to, to kind of be lost or wondering if, you're, if you have a purpose. And so what I spoke about was, God calls us to bridge the Sunday versus the Monday, the sacred versus the secular divide, uh, or, or thought that there is that divide, and to view our lives as full-time ministry in each setting that we find ourselves. Um, a beautiful quote from James Meichner. Uh, so he says, The master in the art of living makes little distinction between work and play, labor and leisure, mind and body, information and recreation. This master hardly knows which is which. They simply pursue vision and excellence, leaving others to decide whether it is work or play. To the master, he is always doing both. And my main point of the, of the speech really was, be yourself and who God created you to be. That is an act of worship and obedience. Use your 100,000 hours to live out the life God has called you to. And with that paradigm shift in your mind, with, with the abilities that you have as a project manager for Mortensen Construction, with the MBA degree that you got from Bethel University, or was it Bethel University or Bethel Seminary? It was Bethel's University. University, yeah. Okay, all right. So with all of that, how have you seen your opportunities, or at least your eyes being open to ministry opportunities because of your excellence in your workplace? How have you seen... God working around you so that you could work alongside of him more effectively at Mortensen Construction? Yeah, for me, um, it's, how, it's how I work. It's what I say, how I say it, and how I represent myself as a Christ follower and everything that I do uh, and how I represent Mortensen, my company. If my coworkers can see a genuine difference in who I am beyond just being a nice guy, uh, that's my ministry opportunity, is to differentiate myself as a Christ follower. Uh, what really sets me apart from non-believers, that's the question that I ask a lot of myself. What, how am I different than a non-believer in what I'm doing? And my drive to do the best that I can for the sole purpose of glorifying God and not seeking human recognition, that's my ministry opportunity. It's not easy, and I ask God every day, to help me with that, um, and to guard against my own human ambition and, and my own recognition desires, and really to seek after God's uh, glorification. And if people can see that difference in me and the actions that I do, um, that's, that's the ministry opportunity. Well, we, uh, we challenge people on I Work For Him every day, Justin and John 
and Tessa to join the I Work For Him Nation because it's a mindset to start praying for our coworkers and employees by name each and every day so that we can look for opportunities then to serve them and befriend them so that we can get those opportunities one day to pray with them when we notice they're having a rough day, but all along being people of excellence. That's what it, I really believe that that's what God calls us to be in the workplace. And he opens doors when we start to pray for people and so that we get to pray with them when they're having a rough day. And I, and I know, listen, I grew up in Minneapolis-St. Paul. I know it's Dr. Conservative-ville. I mean, it is, you know, Norwegians and the Swedes, and nobody <laughs> wants to pray with anybody else. I mean, it, I understand. But I have seen the transformation of the Twin Cities even in the last 13 years since I left there. The, the movement of Christ is amazing. How often, John, do you get a chance to pray with coworkers because of your understanding of how important your role is in a workplace? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. With one of the, the basis of, of the MBA education at, at Bethel, really the ethics piece really is woven into every single course. And so that that drove at home for me, working in the business world, just spoke to who I am naturally and who God has created me to be. But but so within our industry, the construction industry, you know, there are certain uh, practices that may or may not be uh, of utmost ethical uh, standards. And so that provides an opportunity to just ask some tough questions sometimes. And those tough questions have opened up some really cool doors of, of discussions of faith and who, you, who the other person believes in and why they're doing what they're doing, what motivates them, what motivates me. And it's opened up some really cool doors on some opportunities at work to just have some some folks get together over breakfast and chatting about, you know, what it means to work in the business world and having a, a faith and living it out in a, you know, not in a in-your-face matter, but, um, you know, as more of a kind of an underlying current of this is who I am and, and I am a Christ follower. So it's provided some great opportunities for that. Justin, how cool is it to hear a graduate of Bethel that understands this it's, and it's taken it back into their what used to be called their secular, secular work but really John's work at Morton's Construction is sacred work. Justin, how cool is it to hear that testimony? Oh, it's very encouraging and uh, you know we we all of us have to be kind of policing our language. You know, even that kind of uh, language of what we refer to as ministry that you were pointing out earlier is critical. You know, the, the the idea that John sees his role at Mortensen as ministry is something that I want all pastors to be able to understand, and and not just see it as having what you might say is uh, instrumental value. You know, a way for John to make a paycheck for his family, a way for him to raise funds for churches and nonprofits, a way for him to to talk to people at the water cooler about his faith. But, but also that the work itself matters. It matters that he does intrinsically good work. And so that's part of the message that we're, we're trying to encourage with our, our pastoral community. And I think John's just as a great encouragement to us as a seminary and to pastors who get this conversation. John, any final thoughts for people that are out there listening that are that are not in a missionary workplace or a pastoral workplace? There are people like you in regular jobs around the country who are just because they're listening to I Work Rim, they are just now understanding that their work really matters to God. What's a word of encouragement you can leave them before you go today? Yeah, I think uh, just a moment of vulnerability. So for myself, um, it, it's really hard for us as humans to work with 
purpose and, and to be and to just settle into that and be completely okay with it. <laughs> uh, there's a strong tension to want to just live in the way the world wants you to live, to have a bigger title and more money and fancier things. And, and I struggle with that, um, you know, regularly. And, and to really, on a co- consistent basis, to really pour into the scriptures and let that be your guide and, and to surround yourself with wise counsel um, to listen to what the wise words of our Lord tells us. And, and in, in my case, you know, one of those wise counsels was a book that we read that Tessa had mentioned earlier in the reading group, Kingdom Calling, by Amy Sherman. And she says, uh, she talks about this, um, this idea of contentment and, and recognition. Um, and so, you know, can we handle the pain of being passed over for rightful recognition because, they, because we're focused primarily on our Heavenly Father's affirmation, not our bosses. And, and really, that's the challenge, is to, to rest in the peace that, that our God, our Father, loves us and, wa- and is for us, and that that's who we're working for. Not our boss, not, not our friends, not the world, but it's for God. John, I love that testimony, and I literally just want to pray for you right now because I believe that you are part of that earthquake that's going to happen in the body of Christ as we spread out the message and bring the gospel to the workplace because people from the workplace aren't going to church to hear the gospel. And and where you're at is so powerful. So let me just pray for you really Mm -hmm. quick. Father, I just lift up John right now. I thank you for Justin and Tessa and the Work With Purpose initiative at Bethel. But Lord, I thank you that John has taken this to to Mortensen Construction. Lord, I just ask that you would use him in such an incredible way. Use his testimony, his words and his actions to speak loudly for the gospel and that he would give many opportunities to share the hope that he has in Jesus, even right now as we're in this Christmas season. Father, thank you for John's testimony. Thank you for just bringing these all, people all together on the air today. And we ask this, and we thank you for this in Christ's name. Amen. John, bon- Amen. John Bonkowski, thank you so much for being on I Work For Him today. Absolutely. Thank you. Justin and Tessa, what an incredible conversation. What a great testimony from John Bonkowski about the understanding that you guys helped him have at Bethel. You guys really helped him understand. Tessa, how cool is that to be able to see somebody who graduates from there that gets it? It's inspiring for us, for the work that we do, when we see fruit like that, and we know that the hard work that we're doing on our end uh, is making a difference because it is going out there and it is impacting the community in, in such a positive way. I, I loved hearing what he had to say. It's so much fun. Now, Justin, as you know, there's a nationwide network out there of pastors growing for the work with purpose, uh, really, your whole idea. Uh, The CEO of it is Tom Nelson, this Made to Flourish movement, which is all about helping pastors understand what we talk about in I Work For Him, helping everybody that goes to church understand what they get on Sunday to help them apply it Monday through Friday, to help them understand whole life discipleship. How are you guys at Bethel Seminary involved in the Made to Flourish movement? Yeah, well, it, it's a joy to partner with people like Made to Flourish, uh, pastors and, and those in the network. Made to Flourish, of course, is I'm sure you, many of your listeners understand from uh, previously hearing Tom Nelson, uh, you know, getting a, a theology of work at that pastoral level 
uh, has a leveraged impact on the community because uh, th- that congregation then is hearing a, a rich theology of work as they're working their way through Scripture from Sunday to Sunday. And uh, so our our joy is to partner with Made to Flourish uh, a couple different levels. One, we, we have partnerships uh, nationally uh, through some denominational networks that we're involved with. But we probably have a closer connection with churches right here in the Twin Cities. Uh, in fact, I was just with uh, the, the regional head of Made to Flourish uh, this morning in a meeting. And, and we're able to kind of jointly strategize for how do we encourage pastors in this region to get it. And when we find examples of pastors who really do get it and, and uh, are engaged in pastoral practices that affirm the daily work of people, uh, then we can, we can lift those up and hopefully catalyze others to join the conversation. I'll tell you what, in Tampa, again, Tampa is a much darker area of the country than the Minneapolis-St. Paul area, but I grabbed a bunch of pastors that I have influence over just to say, hey, listen, I'm going to buy you lunch, come to my office, I want you to hear about Made to Flourish. And I had a pastor who understand that somebody who's a, well, our regional person here in Orlando, come and speak to pastors, pastors speaking to pastors, and everybody that came to the lunch joined the Made to Flourish movement. Every one of them are like, wow, this is something I want to get involved in. All we had to do was offer really good barbecue. So you guys just have somebody to say, listen, <laughs> we're going to be, we got Rudy's barbecue or Famous Dave's barbecue. We're come free lunch. I want to tell you about this, but pastor to pastor. And it was really powerful. I mean, they were, I was overwhelmed that 100% said, nope, this is something we want to join. Absolutely. This uh, is incredible. Tremendous. So talk to me, Justin, how do people get in, how do people get involved in what's going on at Bethel? Can they do it online? Cause I got listeners all over the country. Can people get involved in Bethel Seminary online? Absolutely, absolutely. You, you've been uh, mentioning the website a number of times, seminary.bethel.edu. Uh, but what we are trying to do here at Bethel is to be responsive to the needs of the church. And increasingly, the church is saying, we need you not to make us come to you for education. We want you to bring the education to us. And so we do that with a number of online offerings. Uh, in 2017, we're going to have uh, uh, offerings uh, for people in, in MA and ministry, a Master of Divinity, an MA in Theological Studies, uh, as well as a Doctor of Ministry in Transformational Leadership that are available fully online. And, uh, you know, these are solid, accredited degrees, and uh, they involve rich mutual interaction with faculty members in a distributed way. So, um, you know, location is not as important now. We can, we, we are able to bring good, high-quality seminary education to people wherever they're at. And that means uh, people who are engaged in workplace ministry can be benefiting from that theological education as well. Well, let's just say there's listeners out there that have their master's, their MDiv, or some sort of theological degree, master's level or doctoral level, and they're like, but wait a minute, I didn't get any workplace focus. Nobody taught me about this vocation stuff. Can I, can I just take some classes at Bethel? Can you do that? Absolutely. Yeah, we, we're always uh, welcoming people to come along uh, as special students. And uh, some of the things that we do uniquely in our curriculum is that we don't always just pull off sort of, oh, there's the faith and work class over there. Just take that one class and then you get everything. We want uh, students to be experiencing faith work integration thinking in virtually all of their classes. So from That's Old Testament, fan. New Testament, theology and beyond. There you go. You get the you get the full fledged work with purpose emphasis. Justin Irving and Tessa Pinkstaff from Bethel Seminary. Thanks so much for being on I Work for Him today. You guys did an awesome job. Tessa, nice job pulling this all together. I appreciate yeah, you guys. Just, 
This was a pleasure. Thank you, Jim. All right. See you later. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Check out Bethel Seminary at seminary.bethel.edu. You know what? My workplace is my mission field, and I work for him.